can just kind of jump right in and then um, let let the conversation uh, guide us. But um, I want to just start by uh, introducing everyone. This is Maria and Maria Barca, and she's an owner of uh, two salons or, or two salons, two salons in, in New York, and Brooklyn. And um, we're going to talk about uh, the hiring process. Uh, Tell me a little bit about if you were talking to a new stylist or maybe you're not talking to, but if there were things that a new stylist, whether you're new to the industry or new to Brooklyn and you wanted to come in and um, you wanted to work at, at self salon, uh, what we tell me a little bit about the hi your hiring process, like what new hires would expect or what your, you know, what your system is, if you have a system or. Um, I have a system. Um, it's definitely nothing stuck in stone. I, it based off each person I meet, but, um, you know, first off, I like to see a solid resume. Um, okay. I also like to interview them, even if it's not solid, because you never know, you know, you never know who you're going to meet. And a positive impression for me is most important than actual work on paper. Cause I feel like that can be they can be taught, you know, with our education. Um, they can learn from other stylists working aside them. So uh, I think more positive impression for me is more important um, because you're gonna have to work with this person and, you know, working with a negative person with a solid resume and, you know, have all of the cutting down, coloring down, it's just not gonna be healthy for the other staff. So I'd rather, sometimes take the positive person, but has less experience and train them and, you know, build them up. And then I have more success with that. Um, I've had some bad experiences and I've had good experiences, um, more good than bad. So um, yeah, it's, we do do a 90 day trial. You know, we have the stylist work with us and, you know, if we see things that we're not really, um, about and we try to correct them and we give them opportunities, but we do do a 90 day trial. And if we don't see any changes then we're just, it's not a good fit. I like that 90 day trial. We're, yeah. uh, we're doing, we're doing that as well when we hire somebody. It's um, so what uh, uh, about you, you mentioned training. Um, tell me a bit, a little bit about like if someone comes in and um, maybe they don't have that much experience behind the chair um, or none at all. What, uh, like how often do you train uh, and what type of like uh, training, like, like what, when you think of training a stylist, uh, what are you thinking of? Okay, so um, after COVID happened, we finally put a structured uh, class together um, where we have, it's every Tuesday. Um, it's open to stylists and assistants and um, they can bring their models in. Oh, sorry, that was my alarm for you and um, they could bring their models in and uh, work on something that they're struggling with. You know, um, I like Sean, Sean's our educator right now and she works with them where she talks with consultations. She sees where, where, where they're at and then she goes from there. So some juniors that we have come in are um, more experienced at other things. So she kind of does where it's like open where you can bring in a model and work on what you feel that you need help with. And it could be haircuts, it could be barber cuts, it could be color. 
Um, and if she sees that they're having um, more problems on one area, she'll continue them bringing the same model and the same, um, like, I don't know, let's say balayage every Tuesday. So it's been good. It's every Tuesday, you know, it's open from 10 to 2 p.m. and anyone's allowed to join. Uh, even senior stylists, we'd love for them to join too. Okay, and um, how, uh, like, how often would you say that you, uh, you get somebody that's pretty fresh out of school coming in and applying to work there? Uh, well, we get a lot of those, but they don't want to be an assistant. <laughs> they oh. want to be on the floor. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, do you, uh, okay, that's, so you get a lot of those, why? I think you're close to a, a school, right? You're not far from a school or? We're close to a school. Um, I think it's Arojo. Uh, he has a salon and school. So we're very close to them. We do get a lot of applications. Um, they train their, their um, assistants really well. Um, okay. I definitely work with them. They're, they're, um, highly trained, I would say. They go through like some aggressive training there. Um, so the, some, some that I do get, they are experienced enough to become a junior. You know, I've done that in the past where I'd say you can be a junior on, you know, these scheduled days and the other days you have to assist. Okay, um, nice. So, so uh, that's cool. I like that you're flexible and dynamic with the, the yeah. new buyers. Uh, I don't wanna shoot anyone down. I know what it feels like to be shot down. I know what it feels like to feel like you know everything, you know, but. I, I like to give people chances, I would say. Um, I don't wanna be shot down and I know someone else doesn't wanna be shot down. So I guess I treat people I wanna be treated. Sometimes it doesn't go in my favor, but I'd say I have better experiences at being nice. And Well, I like, I like the uh, idea of meeting people where they're at. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I go into um, some hair schools as guest speaker and uh, I, I talk to the students about uh, what they're looking for and uh, what their expectations are, and um, there there is a, there is a different uh, opinion than there was say ten years ago about or a different idea about what it what it what it's going to look like getting out of school and going onto the floor and uh, the expectation to start doing hair and making money and working with clients is definitely a lot higher um, than it was at one point. So um, that's one of the things I'm, I'm curious uh, to hear about from not only someone like yourself that has a salon and trains people, but also um, hearing from those style, those rising stylists as well. Um, do you, um, so in a candidate, you're, what would you say you were looking for in a candidate? I mean, you said, um, you mentioned it slightly earlier, but not specifically like someone applying, so say someone comes to apply for you, um, what are you looking for, if anything, when um, you're deciding, like what makes someone attractive? Like if they're gonna become an assistant or a junior or? Um, I mean, like how often are you, how often are you getting into, uh, getting into conversations with uh, uh, someone that's relatively new out of school that doesn't wanna be an assistant, wants to go on straight onto the floor? How often does that happen? Like the majority of the time that they, they apply? Mm, I would say in the last year, I haven't had any. Um, okay. I haven't okay. Had so, so then let's just say any, someone coming to apply that doesn't have a book, they're coming to work with you. So that could require some level of training depending on what their, where their skill sets are. Uh, and it also means that you're going to be book building them. So what are you looking for in someone like that? I mean, they have to blow dry hair. 
They have to okay. be, they have to have um, confidence with, okay. you know, clients. That's important because clients smell that fear. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess. I mean, washing hair and massaging and all that, we can train that, um, you know, just overall uh, positive impression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got have, yeah. Okay. I, um, I don't want somebody who's going to come in and act as an assistant. I've had this happen where they were, they wanted to come in, be a hairdresser right off, right out of school. And we um, had them come in assistant and they were down for all the training and was down to do shampooing and blow dries. But then on the other hand, behind the scenes, behind the door, it was, I hate this job. I don't want to be here. And all that negative stuff started coming out and, you know, you see it and you hear it. So that's something I don't want to happen. I want to make sure the right candidate is knows what they're getting into and knows that at the end there is going to be, um, there's going to be, what's the word? Uh, an end to this, you know, a good end, you know, you're going to get on the floor, you're going to have clients, you're going to get walk-ins, you're going to build with us, you're going to train with us, continue education. But, you know, I've had that happen where I've taken a chance on somebody and I guess they weren't prepared for the, the assisting process because it's hard, you know, you're being thrown around from eight other stylists, you're blow drying, you're doing shampoos and you're not cutting, you're not coloring, you're not doing what your passion. So it's hard. Some stylists think they can do it. Some assistants think they can do it and some can do it really well and they're patient with themselves and do you think that uh would you say that you inform them of their expectations like how what it's going to take for them to get on the floor and what what type of um you know like like for example if you said like some people might be like oh you have to like do these cuts and these colors or some people might be like after six months or um whatever like do you feel like you explain what your expectations are and then they agree and then they get into it and then realize that they don't they don't like the assisting or do you think that they just tell you what you want to hear hoping that it'll be different once they get hired oh yeah you nailed it right there yeah yeah, yeah. I feel like that happened a few times with me um I had I, I just promoted one of my assistants back in uh August she's doing really well. She was my assistant for a year and she's doing really well. And, you know, right now it's a little bit of slow patch right now because New York is, you know, what's going on here. Yeah. Um, but she made it. So, you know, I know it's possible with hard work, dedication, and it, it's hard, you know, I'm not going to say she didn't have some times where she was crying and where she didn't believe in herself, but she's doing really well, you know? Awesome. Yeah. So I've had some success with some assistants. So I've had um, some students say uh, that there wasn't a clear path. They weren't clear on how they would go from day one assisting to on the floor. Mm -hmm. And they felt like uh, they would start working. Uh, actually, quite a few students have told me this, that um, they start working somewhere and um, they were told they'll go on the floor, but they it wasn't like super clear the process or it was like super high level. and um, and then time would go on and then let's say six months will go by and they would feel like they aren't getting promoted or some would be like a year would go by and the person that was there before them still isn't on the floor and no one's approached them or talked to them and when they're asked about going on the floor 
they're told, oh, uh, we're waiting for there to be room or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you do you would you say that you uh, you're pretty clear about out laying out what they should are to are to expect? I will say my experience as an assistant, I was in that situation where I was told I can assist. And then after a while um, of assisting based on my progress and I would go onto the floor. That didn't happen. I was too good of an assistant to give up. So I owner did not want to give me up. So um, I know what it's like to be in that situation. So I try to be as clear as I can be, but you also don't know what that person is taking in and processing. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, so I can, I'm clear because I don't want them to be in that situation. And I feel like a lot of assistants are used. Can I say yeah. that? Word? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You know, but I was a good assistant and I made money. So I really didn't complain. I'm going back into like, you know, 1997, 90, you know, <laughs> so it was a different time then. Um, but yeah, I try to be as clear as possible. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, all right. How about, uh, oh, is there anything that a candidate has ever done that sticks out in your mind that you could say that really impressed you? Like some, any, any, during any interviewing or anything like that, you know, maybe they came with something or they followed up with a thank you letter or I don't know anything that just sticks out in your your mind okay so um what really stood out to me was one of my stylists that is currently working with me she's awesome she wanted to after we interviewed and we did the trial process she wanted to observe the salon and sit down in the front and just watch us and just observe and she sat there for hours and observed and chose us as we chose her. And I, she made the right decision of doing that because you don't know when you started a salon, you don't know how to, to maneuver in the space and where things are and how people work and how we roll in the salon. So she sat there on a Saturday and just kind of observed us. So that really stuck out to me. I love that she did that. And she um, is working with me and she's one of my busiest stylists. Cool. Yeah, That's awesome. I like that. That's yeah, awesome. I like that. It's never happened to me before. Can I sit in the front for a few hours and watch yeah. you? And I was like, Ooh, okay. So smart. so smart. Yeah. Yeah. I was nervous. I was like, oh my god, this girl's gonna be staring at me all day. But I just <laughs> acted like she wasn't there, and we just yeah. did our thing, and we were busy that day, so it was nice. Thank God we were busy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that would yeah. suck if we were slow. <laughs> um. Okay. So how about? How about in general, like we touched a little bit on um, the, the attitude of uh, some of the younger stylists, um, just to uh, try to bridge the gap between the uh, business owners and the, uh, the rising stylists. Uh, the young rising stylists tend to be younger and in uh, the Gen Z right now, which is uh, arguably different in uh, perspective uh, when it comes to like what work means and uh, what training means and expectations. And uh, I would like, I would like young stylists to understand how they're viewed. And I also want owners to understand how, how they're viewed. Yeah. Like both ways. If, if I'm a rising stylist and I know what the owners, like salon owners in general um, think of me, then I can, it'll help me when I 
and go through my interviewing process so that I know what things to like be um, aware of, or maybe to come out straight out and address. Like, for example, if I know I don't want to go straight on, go onto the floor, I could just put that right on my resume or write me you know, one of the first things I say and be like, look, I know that uh, in general, people right out of, out of school um, will have to do some sort of assisting. I don't know if that's what you do, but I wanted you to know right now, I don't want to do that. You know, attitude could be, or like way, or things people say, uh, like, for example, I've talked to some young people that said, well, I just want to like build a clientele and then go out on, on to my own, on my own. I've heard I'm, that. I'm like, you know, you might want to, you might want to have, keep some things to yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, I said that once on an interview and I didn't get hired. So oh, yeah. yeah, I said that on an interview, but um, I, I all, I've heard a stylist say, it's just an investment to work with a salon. I'm going to take my clients elsewhere if I'm unhappy, you know, right. <laughs> you know, um, I've heard stylists come in on interviews. One said to me, I want to do continuing education, but um, I don't want the, educated to take the comb out of my hand when I do something wrong (laughs) okay okay so you know it was just interesting to hear these things I'm like okay so you know obviously that bothers you but you know there's a reason why the style the instructor takes the comb out of your hand to show you something you know give me that I'm going to show you it's take the comb I'm going to show you how to section it Uh, so that just you know those are things that are left in my mind after the interview. Like, mm, is that one going to be an issue? Or mm, is that, you know, right. not going to be an issue? Right. Do I want to even go further to see if that's going to be an issue? Right, right. Um, but he was up front with it. So I, I like that. I like that he was up front with it. Good. That's So that's good. Like, be uh, know, know what you're... Uh, I knew not to hire him after that. No. <laughs> you did or you did not hire him? No, I didn't. There were some other things. Um, but there was, a, you know, a few few things that red flagged me but that was one of them where I was like okay but now I there's a situation where I have to speak to an instructor on how to treat this particular person because he had a bad experience somewhere else so it was already like work you know I I like things to just be easy and just go with the flow you know I don't know that's all right. Yeah, that, that helps. Um, if you, if you were going to give one piece of advice to someone that's coming to apply at the salon, or even if it's someone that's listening, that doesn't live in, in New York and they're going, they're getting, they're about to go apply to a salon. What is like the best, best piece of advice or the most important thing that comes to your mind uh, to tell them to do in preparation or how to talk to during the interview or anything like that? Just be honest. Okay. Honest about what you're looking for, and yeah, I mean, I love. I don't. I don't. I've met a lot of people where they tell me what they I want to hear, and at this point, having a business for 16 years, I already can see those red flags. Um, I think uh, people who've done the hiring process and the interview process can see it automatically. Um, I mean, at least I can now. So just be honest, um, you know, and be confident and, um, yeah, I mean, I'm positive. Cool. How many applicants would you say you get on average? Like? It's hard because this year has been tough. I haven't really gotten maybe got like a few, maybe like so maybe not this, not me. Yeah. 
Definitely not this year. It's only four this year. Um, oh no, I'm not gonna lie. I got one six this year. I would say maybe let me double that. Maybe twelve. Maybe. So like one about one a month. Yeah, um, I would say there's someone always you know, hey, I'm at this salon and I'm unhappy and I want to come and interview with you. You know, okay, or, that's a pretty good inflow pipeline right there of talent, potential talent. Uh, what would you, what do you think is the reason why you get that many applicants? I, they always start off with the formal email of, I love your space. It's okay. the place where I see myself growing. I love how everything is so clean and open. Um, I love, you know, your area. I love the location. I love your website. Um, you know, all those things. Uh, I love your, I read your bio, you know. Um, so I guess those things stand out. Over the years, I fixed a lot of those things. Um, I've gotten stylists that work for me and then said, oh, I hated your website. I think you should change it. <laughs> you know, I've gotten all crazy things. <laughs> well, it sounds like the biggest reason is your, um, your digital presence. That's basically what I just heard you say is like people see you without, without actually physically necessarily being there. They can yeah. see that you look good on you know, online. And then when they come and they see that the uh, real space matches the online space, uh, that's probably just a reinforcement of the aesthetic. So that's good. So uh, I guess that would, my, my follow-up question with that would be like, um, there's, I talked to quite a few salon owners who don't, that have a hard time getting applicants and finding people to come in and work. And um, so I guess like other than I mean, I think a pointer for them would, is a really good pointer would be to uh, make sure their, their, their Instagram and their website uh, really represents them. And, um, and if you're not getting a lot of applicants, it could, be, it could have something to do with it, is if maybe you need to revamp the way you look to, uh, you know, to, to the world. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any I've other ideas? That. I mean, do you do any sort of like outreach or go to schools and talk to them or uh, no. anything? No, so it's just no. primarily your digital uh, present, your, your digital presence. Yeah, or my stylist uh, or colorist know someone from another salon that is hiring and looking. I got, um, during the pandemic, I got one of my stylists to um, send her friend over from the city and it's been great. You know, he's an older stylist, more experienced and um, it's been a good transition uh, transaction. Um, but yeah, I, I think word of mouth also. Um, okay. well, I'm hearing you saying, correct me if I'm wrong, you get an inflow of an, a decent inflow of applications. So if you want to work at self salon, you should come correct with whatever sort of like, do you look at, re you like resumes, you said, what about like uh, portfolios, pictures and stuff like that? I mean, is that what you mean when you say resume included with the, with the traditional paper resume? Uh, traditional paper resume. And um, I like when they put their IG account or their website. I have people who have their own separate website. And then I have people who put their IG hair page. I do like that. We do, we do go through that as well. Okay. Um, and I just like to see what type of stylist they are. Um, I never want to judge someone's work. Um, but I, like I said, I always, I always meet them just because you never know on paper and in person is completely different. I, I like okay. to meet all of them. And um, if I'm not meeting with them, the manager's meeting with them. And if the manager gives it a go ahead, then they have a formal interview with me. And, you okay. know, we kind of like change it up a little bit based on my schedule. Okay.
So come, come correct. Um, bring, you know, make sure you have a, uh, some sort of portfolio online, whether it's a, a website or an Instagram account um, and have your resume, but also make sure that you understand, you really think about what the expectations are as they're, as they're presented to you. And uh, don't, don't overpromise and underdeliver uh, mm-hmm. if you're going to come and work, work there. And you will, and you do, ha- and you will have access to training. I think that sounds pretty good. Um, um, I think, I mean, I think this was awesome. Like, I think this was like an incredibly uh, valuable uh, conversation and uh, I'll be able to, you know, use it for multiple purposes. You know, talk, we talked about hiring uh, and interviewing, um, you know, both for salon owners as and managers, as well as uh, applicants to a salon, I think could get a lot out of it. So that's been, that was pretty awesome. So thank you for sharing all that. Thank you. Cool. All right. Well, tell me. All right. I will. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.